Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the Welcome to Asgard podcast, episode 400. Yes, we have reached 400 episodes of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. It has been quite a road. I was just looking back at some of the older streams that I've done and going back in time a bit to the first streams that I did. And it's just amazing how many things have changed, how many things have, have stayed the same, how many things have gotten better, how many things have maybe even gotten worse in the view of some people. So we'll talk a little bit about that tonight as it is, again, episode 400, which is just absolutely phenomenal. And we, will, of course, also will talk about Avatar The Way of Water's box office numbers because... I do like to talk about and cover the box office, and let's just say the numbers are not are not showing themselves to be nearly as impressive as some would have hoped them to be, uh, namely James Cameron. However, we do still need to put on the halt, or we need to halt any uh, flop talk or, or conversation, because this is a movie that is absolutely going to have some legs over the holiday season. The question is, how much... Will it have? How much will it make? And will it be able to make up right now what it is lacking in so many other areas? And we have the first Monday numbers to look at to compare up against not only the first Avatar film, Adjusted for Inflation, but also some of the more recent films that have done pretty well at the domestic box office and where this film stands in relationship to those movies. Because, yeah, even though I can absolutely see with the Christmas season coming up, Right with the Christmas holiday coming up, with many people off from school this week and next week, for many people being off from work, at least parts of this week and next week, there is going to be a lot of money to be had by by the way of water. But is it actually going to happen is the big question. That is the ultimate question. Now, obviously, you all know me. I did not like the first film, did not like the second film. I think the entire universe is a complete waste of time, and uh, James Cameron is just... <laughs> Uh, wasting so many so many dollars in developing technology that only really benefits him and no one else that I am just so sick and tired of it. So you all know I already have that bias uh, when it comes to just talking about the numbers for the film. I, I obviously would like to see the film fail because I think it deserves to fail. I don't think it's very good. That all being said, I also recognize the numbers as they are and will always cover the numbers as they are and not as I would want them. But before going any further into that, also, of course, that retrospective of the channel and the live streaming that we've done, the Welcome to Asgard podcast, especially with this being the 400th episode of it, and also this continuing to be the Advent season. Before we getting into that, please make sure to smash that like button, love that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey, and smash the rumble button if you're watching over there. Deception, or rather Decepticons Forever, is hanging out over on Rumble. What's going on? Welcome, Kin King Rumshki is Osco is Osco is also hanging out over there as well, saying there I am going to need you to be strong. This could be my last visit to you live cast for a week or two. Kin King Rumshki, I don't know how I will be able to survive that. I, I, I need you. I, I, I need you in my life, always and everywhere. Not just on stream nights. I need you in the chat for those random times where I might need to just j check over and see, are there any Rumble rants going on right now? <laughs> KK Rumsky, much love to you, brother. Thank you for always holding down the fort over on Rumble. 
and uh, for being a, a major supporter on the Rumble channel. I really do appreciate it, man. Abomination's hanging out over on Odyssey. Connor B is hanging out over on Odyssey as well. Let's say hello to some people in the chat. Mr. Roy was here first. What's going on, Mr. Roy? Thank you very much for hanging out tonight. We've got Sword of Poop is Cuber. Hello, humans and other quitters. What's going on? He also says, hello. Uh, he then says, so quiet, so very quiet. Now the creature is stirring, not even a mod. Plans shenanigans. Yes, it is a Tuesday evening, and so therefore Steph will not be here this evening. Um, uh, I will say this much. Please keep Tina in your prayers. Um, let's just say that she really does need our prayers. She is in a, uh, in a pretty bad state. She wants to reassure everybody that she is going to defeat what she is going through. And, and come back stronger than ever. So she has a lot of, of strength and confidence, obviously. We we, um, we know that of Tina, if you know anything about her. She is uh, one of the main mods on the channel, one of my Valkyries. She's been with the channel for years now. Um, so please make sure to keep her in your prayers. I've been getting periodic updates from Stephanie B, who has a more direct line, direct contact with her. Um, and I've been told that I can at the very least mention um, that she is going through something right now. I can't really, I don't know exactly how much of the details I can go into. All I can tell you is that um, she is going through a situation uh, medically. And I think a lot of you have already kind of picked up on it based off of previous comments she's made, right? Both on uh, this channel and also on Soup to Nuts as well, if you follow her uh, on the show that she does with Stephanie B. But uh, she uh, has been having issues with her eyes. She she was able to find out basically uh, by going to a doctor what what that actually is. And that there's a little bit of a road that she's going to have to travel. So please do keep keep her in your prayers. Um, and again, that's really all I I really know about at this point, and and all that I'm really comfortable talking about. Um, as again, I know that I, I I've been given the okay from from Steph, and obviously that's because it's from Tina by you know by way of Steph to to mention to to at least mention that much. Uh, but please do keep her in in your prayers as she goes through this. Um, anyway, so thank you again for all your support, always, you know, supporting Tina for always supporting Steph. I know that they always get a lot of love in the channel. Um, they are truly amazing human beings, Tina also, especially. Um, and so, yeah, just wanted to, to make that and make y'all aware of that, mention that right off the bat. And, um, if you're wondering why you're not, you're not seeing as much action as you all know, especially on Tuesdays, since that's the night that Stephanie typically takes off, you know that Tina's almost always in here early, talking with everybody, going back and forth, everything, and she just can't do that right now because, again, not only is she she going through this medically, you know this 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 thing medically, but even before, right? She she couldn't really hang around as much before because her eyes were just not able to really see anything, so it was really hard for her, not just to mod, but also just to have the conversations that she typically has as well. So anyway, uh, again, shout out to Tina prayers heading her way and i appreciate everyone for for sending uh your prayers to her let's see gary banjo sandwich worthington what is going on thank you very much for being in the chat as he squeaks in js pena says ahoy what's going on forever sci-fi hail to you thanks for being a member on the channel master gaming says avatar the way of water will have great legs just look at titanic and avatar one those are two very different films that came out at very different times of the movie of movie history, right? Of very different times of box office as well. So though we can look at at least the first Avatar film 
I don't think Titanic is a really good comparison uh, because they're very, very different movies. You know, Titanic was a one-off story about a historic, you know, based in a historic timeline. Um, obviously, many fabricated events, long film, uh, you know, revolutionary technology. So, again, there are some connections that, be, that can be made. But I'm going to say right now, Titanic is on such another level that Avatar will never be able to reach as far as story is concerned. Titanic is, is a phenomenal movie. Um, do I think that that film is overly long? Yes, I do. The difference between that and Avatar, though, is that Avatar is overly long and not good and has a bad story and you feel it, whereas Titanic has moments that are long, could be a lot shorter, but ultimately is a, a ride that's, I think, mostly well worth it. Not to mention, Jack could have fit on that door, and that, I think, is more than enough reason to be angry at James Cameron for messing that part up. Uh, low watermark. Thank you very early on for a hundred dollar donation by stream. I just saw that pop up. It says, uh, sorry to hear that you've been away for the past few weeks. Um, love your works. I haven't been away for the last few weeks. What are you talking about? Low watermark. I've, I, I've been here. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I read that. I misread that. I'm sorry to have been away for the past few weeks. Love your work. Thank you very much, Slow Watermark. I appreciate that, man. Sorry. Sorry that I that I misread it at first. Um, but yeah, no problem at all, man. And thank you so much for, for your support, man. Really does mean a lot. You're awesome, dude. Thank you. Uh, Kaylee Chow, what's going on? Welcome back. And I saw that you had left the comments uh, about... Melanie Mack, so yeah, absolutely uh, pray for Melanie Mack as well. She is a YouTuber. Uh, she's a gamer as well. Uh, I just actually just started following her channel. I knew that she had been a part of um, uh, of, Christy, of, of Chrissy's show, right? I know that she had been a part of that for, for quite a while, has, has been a guest frequently on that, um, and obviously has been you know mentioned, featured on Friday Night Tights, um, but I, I didn't really know much about her as far as her content was concerned. And so recently I was told by someone, hey, you should probably check out her stuff because she speaks from a, a very strong Christian perspective. And she just did a recent video over the past week talking about really just, you know, uh, how in culture especially there has been this huge movement and, and, and this really, in a lot of ways, just this very dark demonic movement um, that we can see within just the movements of culture and, and everything like it. And she was able to really, you know, show especially the case of scripture. I thought it was a very, very uh, powerful, very, very, uh, very, very important. So yeah, I had heard about her. Um, and again, she's, she's doing okay. We're actually getting updates from her directly uh, for dehydration, uh, severe dehydration. So obviously keep her in your prayers as well. So keep Tina and keep uh, Melanie Mack in your prayers. But uh, Tina is going to need, I think, a lot more prayers just as far. Again, I'm not saying not to pray for one over the other. I'm just saying um, as far as like the seriousness of the uh, things going on, um, what I can say from, again, just from what I know is I know Tina's situation is, is quite serious. But again, she wants to make everyone know that she is going to battle through what she's going through and uh, she's going to defeat it. So, all right, Keely Chow, what's going on? Welcome again. Uh, wife is doing fine. Baby Thor was sick again yesterday, so we finally went to the doctor today. He had to stay home today, so I had to be stay-at-home dad again today. So that was a bit rough because it means that I've gotten one actual off day for the holiday break. And, uh, and it looks like based on when daycares closed and on the days that we're with family, I'll only have, as long as he's well tomorrow, one more off day. And again... 
again, obviously, I, I have no problem, you know, at, at all, you know, giving up my free time to be able to take care of, his, you know, my, my sick baby. Um, but it's one of those things where he's not, you know, he, he was not showing himself to be like sick, sick. Um, he was throwing up in the middle of the night. And a lot of it was just because he was coughing a lot. Uh, because he's been dealing with something that luckily is not in his lungs at all. It's all just in his nose, all just in his, you know, sinuses. And unfortunately, because he's been, uh, based on what the doctor says, based on the fact that he's been swallowing, you know, likely just so much of the gunk, it's been getting to his stomach and likely likely leading to him doing that, you know, vomiting in the middle of the night. So because of that, though, it means he has to stay home from daycare. So that's more of the frustration. It's more of a frustration there of, like, I know he's not actually, like, sick, sick, Um but obviously it's, you know, it's still sad whenever, you know, whenever baby's sad, you know, whenever baby's sick, even if it's not really, really sick. He's a trooper, though. He, he is one of the best. Uh, he is one of the best sick, sick kids. Um, I'm very, very thankful for him to have a immune system more like mine <clears throat> than like his mother's. Uh, Jay Roar, what's going on? Welcome back. Orange Hair Reviews, welcome back. Glad to have you in the chat as it jumps on me like it usually does. Uh, let us see. Again, if you have a comment or question, no matter what platform you're on, please make sure you put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. Let's me know that you're trying to get my attention. And uh, we're still saying hello to some people on this 400th, epi- 400th episode of the Welcome to Asgard podcast before we dive into the Way of Water box office. All right. Let's see who else is here. Physics Channel McKinney Lee, what's going on? It's still Advent. We are in the fourth and final week of Advent. We are preparing ever more for the celebration of the birth of Christ which will be uh, this Sunday, Christmas Day. For some, it'll be Christmas Eve when you go to Midnight Mass or something similar. Let's see. Alice McCarthy, what's going on, good sir? Says, howdy, ooh, and how's it going? How's baby Thor? Uh, home from the hospital, but still exhausted as heck. Yeah, Alice McCarthy's been going through a lot. Uh, glad to hear that some of the stuff that I know that we were most concerned about um, is, is going better, but obviously I know that you're still going through a lot, man, so praying for you as well. Thank you again for for joining. Mr. Roy, hello again. General Wingster, time to say, I've been uh, having some foot problems lately with walking, hoping I'll be fine for Christmas to visit family. Uh, mind sending some prayers my way for speed recovery? Absolutely, yeah. So sending a lot of, spending a lot of, uh, sending a lot of prayers tonight um, to, to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely, General Wingster. Absolutely, man. Absolutely will. G-Monkey, what's going on? Welcome back. Jay Price, Ty say, love seeing you on FNT. Hoping Jeremy has to eat the pizza. Keep up the good work. <laughs> well, thank you, man. I mean, yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm usually on FNT. Uh, so <laughs> I, I always just, um, I, I always appreciate when people who, who know me from FNT or who have seen me on FNT come to my streams for the first time because I think they realize a couple of things. One, that I can actually speak uh, and that I can actually speak in, in long, somewhat coherent sentences. Um, but but also to just how how different it is, right? How different of a dynamic it is in comparison to what you usually get on FNT. Speaking of Jeremy, though, I will say this much, man. Um, Jeremy Jeremy's in trouble, people. I don't know if y'all knew this. Now, obviously, I'm I'm mostly joking here, and I know that he was mostly joking with with what he uh, what he tweeted out here. Um, but for those that are not aware, yeah, um, Jeremy is. Uh, let's just say. He might be having to step down as the head of Geeks and Gamers. So <laughs> now this was obviously inspired uh, by the recent poll that that was done by <laughs> the recent poll that was done by Elon Musk on Twitter. It says, should I step down as the head of Geeks and Gamers? I will abide by the results of this poll. 
Right now, the yes is up 51.6% to no's 48.4% with three hours left. 18,000 votes have been cast. And uh, obviously, as soon as he put the poll up, he said, this was a bad idea. Um, a lot of us have been having fun with it, obviously. Uh, I know that, you know, Gary Gary is just so hyped. He is so ready. He is going to take over. He is ready to, to take everything over. It's all part of the plan, as it says there. Um, you know, obviously, we have Jeremy teasing Alex Jones as a possible replacement head of Geeks and Gamers. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Obviously, I voted yes. I, I will be very open and, you know, upfront about that. I voted yes. I think that he should step down. Mostly because I, 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 like, I like chaos. I, I, want, I want chaos to reign in this Twitterverse. If, if somehow Gary becomes the head of Geeks and Gamers through a poll on Twitter, I mean, come on. Tell, tell me how that's not funny. Tell me how that's not fun. Oh, it's great to see that poll, though. And uh, be sure to tune in to uh, Tuesday night's main event, where I'm sure it'll be a major topic of conversation. <laughs> uh, Sahil, what is going on? Welcome. Uh, he's laughing at me because I said it would make around 30 million on Monday. I didn't say it would. I said it seems likely to based off of, you know, again, other historical metrics, but it didn't. And you're absolutely right. It didn't make, it didn't make 30 million. It made half of that. And that's the reason I think why it has reason to be concerned. Um, there's still a lot of room left for that film to run though. I mean, keep in mind, it's only been four days, five days since the film released. So we need to be very careful with the talk about, oh, the film's going to flop and fail uh, because those are also just the domestic numbers. Uh, internationally, the film is, is still doing quite well. It's still doing quite uh, still doing quite impressively. Great Wuda, what's going on? Welcome. Thank you for being here. Kimberly G in the chat, what's going on? Yes, we are looking rather purple today. Steven, time to say, with comedy movies being so rare to actually being funny because of wokeness-sensitive societies we live in, what was actually a good comedy movie you saw in the year 2022? I haven't done my 2022 list yet, so I don't really have that in my head. So, And since that's not like one of the main topics of the evening, I'm not going to try and rattle my brain with it. But again, there's usually good films that come out. Great would attack say, I want Henry Cavill to be the next James Bond. I think that'd be cool. So he'll said, why would it have legs during Christmas? No Way Home had a big drop during Christmas. Why would people waste an entire day to see this? Well, here's the thing. When we say that, we're not saying anyone else who's saying Christmas is not saying Christmas Day. It's the Christmas season. Remember, first off, there's 12 days of Christmas, and that's not the 12 days leading up to Christmas. Christmas itself actually has 12 days in it. It's actually a 12-day season for those that are not aware. Um, so for one... It's a 12-day season, so Christmas actually encompasses about two weeks of time. Um, also, when we usually say Christmas, we are usually referring to the season of which time people are off from school, from work, which is, again, also about a two-week period or so. And so that's the reason why it's expected to do well, because if you looked and paid attention to what No Way Home did, and I guess since you're bringing this up now, we'll go ahead and, and bring up some of the numbers here. So remember, you talked about you know Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, here's the thing, right? It was making 37 million, 31, 27, 29, 19 on its second Friday. Then it jumped back up to 31, 33, 24, 21, 20. So that's the reason why it did incredibly well, right? Obviously saw a drop around Christmas time, but was still doing very well day to day because of the Christmas season, because people are off from school and are off from work during that time. Now, 
I will say that this is the reason why Avatar Way of Water does have some reason, right? Disney and James Cameron and anyone who is supportive of this film and who likes this movie has some reason to be concerned, at least with the domestic numbers, because it only made $16.2 million on that first Monday. Put that up against the first Avatar, it's tracking behind. And again, this number is adjusted for inflation. Put it behind uh, or against Top Gun Maverick. Monday, $33 million? Yeah, nowhere close to that. Uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. It's only a little, you know, slightly ahead of that as far as the actual Monday numbers are concerned. And then it's well far behind the $37 million that was made by Spider-Man No Way Home during its first Monday. And again, this film came out during the Christmas season. Christmas was on a different day this year, of course. But... Day of the week, that is, but it still happened during the same time of the year. Also, this movie had a much larger opening weekend, right? The first Friday from No Way Home was 121 versus Avatar's 53. But what's interesting to me is to see the film's domestic numbers compared to the others, right? $150 million versus Avatar's 114. The one thing that the first Avatar film had, though, and it'll be interesting to see if this film is able to duplicate that, because there's a couple things going on. Not only is there Christmas which is going to have an impact, as you saw, even with No Way Home, right? There was a massive drop-off because of Christmas. The other major thing going on right now that not a lot of people are talking about is the fact that we're having, we have essentially what's, uh, I guess what's called a polar vor vortex or something, a massive cold front coming through, where here in Tennessee, it's going to get lows of 10, possibly even single digits, highs in the 20s. We have a chance of snow. Every day, the forecast of snow is changing a little bit. But let's just say it's going to be really cold. Where most of the snow is expected to happen is in the northeast, northeast mid Midwest region. So you're talking about some major population centers that are going to be hit with a massive blizzard. At the very least, massive cold and freezing. Some of the freezing temperatures could get even far deep as Texas. We all know the last time that Texas saw freezing temperatures, power grid issues, right? So we're talking about major population centers being impacted, travel being incredibly impacted by this storm event. I think that's also going to have an impact on that weekend at the box office too. Now, as I said, and have said consistently, Christmas is a time where some people do still go to the movies. Spider-Man No Way Home still very much shows that very fact, but also it is a time in which you do see a little bit less as far as the actual numbers are concerned, right? 29 versus 19 versus 31 for No Way Home. So Avatar is going to have a lot of things going on its second weekend. But what, that does that, what does that actually mean, though? What that means is that, okay, yeah, its second weekend's probably not going to look all that great. But that does not mean that its third, fourth, fifth week don't make up for it. Now, obviously, this is the best time of the year for the film to come out because, as I said, a lot of people are off from school. A lot of people are going to be off from work. However, we have to also recognize that these are so many different factors that could ultimately lead to the killing of momentum. And we also know momentum has a major factor to play with this too. Remember that Top Gun Maverick, one of the reasons why it got to 1.5 million is not only because it's a great movie and had great word of mouth, almost no one was saying a bad thing about it. Again, not everyone loved it, but it was very hard to find a criticism of the film compared to a film like Avatar, right? So... You had a lot of momentum as well, pushing that film forward. So I'll be very interested to see where the domestic numbers fall in this charting over the next three to four weeks. You know, even some of the big box office people at Deadline and, and Variety and all these other places are saying, we're not going to really know the financial viability of this movie 
uh, until at least after the Christmas break, when we actually have gone through the Christmas break. And we also have to, again, never forget, the first film was a massive hit internationally, much more so than it was domestically. Right, domestically, the first Avatar, adjusted for inflation, made $960 million, which is a lot of money. Take that up against the $718 million made this year by Top Gun Maverick versus the $411 and the $814 million made by Spider-Man No Way Home and Doctor Strange, respectively. But look instead at the $2.5 billion adjusted for inflation that Avatar made internationally. Right now, Avatar 2 is, is tracking very well internationally. Right, it's it's getting very close to passing four hundred million dollars internationally. Right now, it's almost at five hundred million. By once the once Tuesday's numbers are added in, the film's already after less than a week will be at half a billion dollars. So that's a very strong start. So even if the film underperforms tremendously in the domestic marketplace, that's not the entire story with this movie. This movie was always going to be a much richer and a much deeper hold internationally. If anywhere, right? If the movie, of course, delivered and was good, I don't think it was. So if the film does fail, I won't be surprised. But I will also be surprised because the first film wasn't very good. And that film, as you saw, made adjusted for inflation up to $3.5 billion. All right. So all of those things have to be taken into account. Now, Avatar Way of Water, as I said, not doing nearly as well domestically as many people thought that it was going to do. It's tracking behind Top Gun Maverick, which did not have the best start. Right, it was it was really again down the line where that film had historic drops, meaning just historically strong holds week to week. The film is far behind even Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness, and is well behind that of of No Way Home. So the chances of the film even beating a movie like No Way Home or Maverick, as the weeks go on, we'll have a better idea, right? Because the other thing to remember is that the average ticket price for the for Avatar: Wave Water is much higher. Then those two movies that I just mentioned. In fact, any of these movies on the board right now had much less, had much smaller price per ticket. So you're, what you're seeing as far as these numbers are concerned are people going to see this movie in IMAX 3D, people waiting a week or two for the crowds to go down so they can get a good seat in IMAX 3D because I think that there is a good point to be made that I don't understand why anyone would, would want to waste their day at the theater watching this movie either. But people will. But they only will if they can do it in comfort. That's the big thing. They have to be able to do it in comfort. And that's the reason why I think you're seeing this very slow start. Anyway, so that's where the Avatar box office is right now. I still think the film is going to make a crap ton of money, especially because of those international numbers just really showing up well for the movie. But we have to be honest. The, the domestic start is definitely not where they would probably want the film to be. Tracking behind Top Gun Maverick, tracking behind Doctor Strange, not a good sign, not a good start for the domestic market. I would say they're probably pretty happy internationally at this point, but we'll have to wait and see. As you all know, I like to base a lot of my things on the first two weeks of release, but I will have to put the caveat because this weekend coming up, we have Christmas, which does have an impact as we saw it had with No Way Home, but also too, winter vortex, whatever it is you want to call it, massive freeze and snow projected for some major population centers, which could ultimately also impact movie going during that weekend, right? Because obviously Christmas Day itself is going to be a very low box office day in comparison. But the Friday before, Saturday before might also now be lower because of people staying inside, of people staying home. 
But what does that mean for the third weekend? What does that mean for the fourth weekend when those things are not going on? That's the big question. And we're not going to know the answer to that until we get, you know, a little bit closer. Also, of course, as we get closer to this weekend, what kind of numbers do we see on the Tuesday and on the Wednesday? And how does this film stack up against films like No Way Home and against films like Maverick and against films like even Doctor Strange domestically? Anyway, let's see what's going on over on Rumble. Uh, Decepticons Forever tagged to say, congrats on the 400 milestone. Thank you. Yeah, episode 400. Insane. Completely insane that we've made that much at this point. Completely insane. Uh, Kincaid Rumsky says, I hope you can hammer through all the problems Thor is having. Yeah, I see what you did there. And yes, me as well. Uh, he seems to be in a better uh, state, better mood tonight. We, we took a lot of precautions with his diet today. So we're hoping that he is in a much better position to be able to get through school tomorrow. Hannibal Grimm, what is going on? Welcome, Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Yes, Laura, the modern major general story is driving. Be careful, Laura. Please be careful. Master Gaming Tennis say, have you seen the trailers for Empires of the Deep? I put on Discord, if you dislike the Avatar movies, you'll really dislike Empires of the Deep, but at least it's fun. I did not watch it. Thank you very much, Keely. I appreciate it. Forever Sci-Fi is a member. Every time someone asks me how the world looks now, I think back to Christmas Vacation. Take a look around, you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think there are some things we can look at to, to point to that. Snorpoop is spending huge amounts of money to lecture us about how evil we are. Go away, Cameron. Seriously. Absolutely. First, it was unobtainium, right? A metaphor for oil and fossil fuels. And now for this one, it's save the whales, <laughs> save the whales, save, save the oceans, etc. Uh, see, Steven trying to say, I speak for every Asgardian on here. And we're wondering if you can do a YouTube video of your top 10 best worst movies you saw this year in 2022. Oh, absolutely. I always do. But those don't come out. Some people put those out at the end of the year, right? Of 2022, right? You're, you're probably see, uh, you know, Jeremy Johns is someone who I've always, you know, liked. He might do something at the end. I do mine in January because there are films that I have not yet seen that I want to see or that I feel that I should see before I can make a, a, a good estimate. So, so don't worry. I, I will absolutely be making uh, at least a top five, maybe top 10 best worst films of 2022. That will happen, but that won't happen until sometime in January when I've had a little bit of time to, to catch up on some films that, that I've been wanting to see. Um, keep in mind, though, my worst films list tends to be different than most because I don't go out of my way to see movies that I honestly believe will be bad. Um, so, for instance, Strange World. I, 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 I assume that's going to be a bad movie. I have no interest in, in going to you know watch it or go see it. Um, I can now confirm, and anyone who's followed me, you, you know that I got a copy. I, I was sent a review copy of The Woman King. Ah, yes, I was sent a review copy of The Woman King, and now I, I can confirm I have watched it, and I can confirm that though there are definitely some things to praise because the acting, again, you know I'm always going to try and be as honest as I possibly can with y'all. Acting, there's a lot of good acting in the movie. Production design, pretty good. Costume design, pretty good. There's, there's some pretty good choreography in the film too. But the movie story is trash. The movie story from the get-go, where it starts off with one of those opening crawls explaining history, it tries to take all of the blame 
of the fact that the Dahomey Kingdom and, and all the other different empires and kingdoms within Africa who had been enslaving their own people for, for years and years, they try to take away any and all of the blame and say the only reason, basically they insinuate the only reason why uh, the Dahomey and why these African tribes were enslaving people was because of the Europeans. That's what they're implying with the film. So the story of the film is complete trash, complete fake false history, not to mention just the entire aspect and concept of the Woven King itself, right? It's actually a thing in the movie. They, they make it where, oh, apparently there's this mystical, uh, not necessarily mystical, but apparently there is this concept within this tribe's history of there being a role for their, you're not just to have a king, but there to be a woman king, right? A female leader. And the title given to that is the actual, is actually called the woman king. I found <laughs> that whole process of how all that played out was just hysterical. It's bad. So yeah, I, I can confirm that that one will absolutely be making it on one of the worst movies of 2022. Um, because yeah, that, that film was bad. That film was bad. But the story, I think, is the worst part of that movie. <laughs> but I made it. I survived. Uh, D. John, what is going on? Uh, Quatrina VR in the chat. Hail. Jonathan Baird had to say, even though I didn't like Avatar The Way of Water, I'm excited to see how this movie performs in the coming weeks. I am as well. I I'm a box office person. So even though I want the film to fail, I obviously also recognize that the film has a lot going for it. And there are a lot of people that are speaking the praises of the film. And also now there is a movement of people who will support the film simply because it's being attacked for being quote unquote, you know, racist. Now, I, to be perfectly honest, I do think there actually is an argument to be made uh, that the film's use of, <laughs> and I will not speak to it myself. I, I will let people like, uh, shout out to Rosetta Allen, uh, someone who actually is Native American. I will let her speak for herself. But she, on this last week's, you know, this 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 weekend's Chosen of Valhalla show, uh, she she talked about that and said about how people like James Cameron really tick her off because the way in which he and the way in which Hollywood presents Native culture is so out of line and so out of reality. Um, she comes at it from a very different perspective, though. So, for instance, she mentioned about how in this movie, right, th there's this presentation that the, the natives of Pandora, that they are one with the elements, right? That they are one with nature, that they are one with the whales in this instance. And for her, she's like, well, I, I could say certain things about being one with nature. However, we also have to point out that, yeah, many of the tribes that would have been on the coast of any location would have been whalers. Well documented, in fact. So it's interesting that the way in which they're presented in Avatar... Right is oh we're one with nature we're swimming with the whales it's great when in reality uh, yeah they weren't so kind to the whales they weren't swimming along with them so I think that it's again because of that nuanced understanding and that nuanced take I can understand why there would be people that would look at what what James Cameron and what many people in Hollywood do whenever they take a storyline or have anything inspired that's supposed to be based upon. Uh, Native American or just any, you know, Native culture and how they just twist it and, you know, take things out of context, right? And, and clearly just, you know, use it for their own purposes. But then also how there are now people who are saying, oh, I'm going to see this movie more now because people are complaining because it's obviously 
you know, and I'm not trying to be political with this statement, but it's just, I think it's a verifiable fact that it's, it's white liberals who are coming out of the woodwork to say that the film is racist. And it's like, no, 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 no. We could, we could talk about how it could be offensive based on the fact that it misrepresents what native culture is, but for white liberals, especially to be coming out of the woodwork, calling it out is just hilarious. I mean, obviously it's on cue. It's, it's what they do, right? They, they take offense on behalf of other people who are either not offended or who are offended for reasons that they would never understand. But it's interesting that now there's a push for people to support the movie to fight against this perceived cancel. Even though I will say the people who are calling for the cancellation of the film for that specific reason, very, very small. Have not seen a lot of <laughs> conversations with that. So... Using that as a narrative to push people to go see the film, I, I don't quite get. Anyway, J-Roar, what's going on? Yes, absolutely. Thank y'all very much early on for, for sending out the prayers to, to Tina. Uh, Kelly G says, take care. Tina, I love your sense of humor. Have a Merry Christmas, sweetie. Absolutely. So, Tina, I don't know if you'll be listening to this or, um, or Steph, if you're going to be listening to this uh, after the fact. Uh, but do absolutely you know, send, send the, the love, the messages of love that we have. Again, Tina is going through uh, a lot Right, she is going through a lot right now, um, and uh, could use y'all's prayers. And I'll keep y'all posted as soon as I I, I know any updates. Uh, Laura, thank you again for those prayers. Alex, for those prayers as well. See, uh, Jeremiah Farrow, what's going on? Time to say they can't use a COVID narrative for Avatar because No Way Home made six hundred million dollars opening worldwide without China when people were supposedly scared of the virus of unknown origin. Oh yeah, remember how the week before, right? The week before No Way Home came out. They were making excuses because a little film called West Side Story had come out and had flopped. It was not doing well. And the, the number one narrative of that weekend was COVID. And then all of a sudden, yeah, all of a sudden, I remember you can go back and watch my videos at the time when I was covering the No Way Home box office. All of a sudden, that narrative disappears. And that film makes over, what, $2 billion? They didn't see that one coming. Orange Review says, praying for Tina. I hope she will pull through whatever is keeping her away. Absolutely. Absolutely. J.S. Pena says, just saw The Way of Water. I enjoyed more than the last one, which isn't saying much. I like the visuals, though. Again, that's what everyone's saying. Except for people like me who are like, I, I'm not impressed by that kind of thing. It's like, okay, yeah, you made, you made visual effects, graphics, fake things look pretty. Good for you. I will give kudos to those that were designing it. Right, I will give kudos to the design team. Good job. But that doesn't make it a good movie. Uh, Mike Jackson, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Uh, Marcus Cato, what is going on? Uh, so sorry to hear that. Having vision problems too. Absolutely, yeah. So I'll be praying for you as well, Marcus. Steven says, your thoughts on Ant-Man Quantum Medium Director saying it's Avengers level movie. Uh, I don't care about the MCU. So that just makes it sound like it's going to be terrible. Uh, remember Sci-Fi, does Avatar have a longer than normal availability in IMAX? Um, it probably will just simply by the fact that there is no competition that it has. That's another thing going for it, right? It has no competition for the entire rest of the month of December, as far as big budget releases are concerned. Then it goes into January. January is where films go to die. So there's going to be no major releases in January. So it's essentially going to have IMAX on own, not on loan, but on own for the entire month of January, most likely. Unless I'm missing a major release that's going to get IMAX in January, but most films don't. Most studios stay away from, from January for the most part. Um, but I think, again, that's going to leave a lot of room domestically for Avatar to, to really rack things up, and even worldwide. 
Orange Review says, going to be honest. I liked Avatar and Avatar 2. I accept there are flaws. I accept there are problems, but I like the story for the most part. Sure, there are really bad moments, but I still enjoy it. And again, I have no problem with anyone that subjectively enjoys it. Doesn't change it from being a terrible franchise. Snorri Poopus, Titanic has the advantage of being mostly about real events. The Rose Jack subplot was meh. I wish wish Jack had grabbed Rose and taken her down with. <laughs> oh, Snorri Poopus. That's not very nice. In fact, that's quite mean. But that's okay. We love you. Victor Fontaine, what is going on? Steven, Tana say, do you think I'd uh do you think Puss in Boost movie becomes a box office success? They will give Greenlight for another sequel. Um, I don't think it's gonna be a massive box office success. So um not even looking into 2023 right now, and I think I've answered that question on previous streams. So um, as I said, not really on the topic that we're looking at right now. So again, that would be something I'll look at uh, in the weeks ahead. See, Jeremiah Ferrer had to say, Avatar 1 dropped 2% second weekend. Avatar 2 will be lucky with 50%. Avatar 2 is losing daily to the first. I think it'll lose to Top Gun at Maverick, at least I hope. I hope so too. Again, if Top Gun Maverick ends up being the top film of the year, that makes me ecstatic because I think that film deserves to be the top film of the year. What they did, and again, people might try to say, well, you talk a lot about the visual effects in that movie. The difference, though, is that I'm not even just talking about visual effects. I'm talking about actual real-life actors getting into jets that are being flown with actual camera technology being utilized and designed in such a way where it's going to be helpful for future projects that need to do things like that, to get into small, confined spaces. So I look at that movie and I say, okay, they're doing something for the film industry that's probably going to have a net gain positive. I look at what James Cameron's doing and, oh, he's helping James Cameron do James Cameron things with technology that's going to be far out of reach for the vast majority of filmmakers. And I don't want filmmakers using his technology anyway because the last thing we need are these very high-value, high-graphic-looking fake CGI characters of real people instead of just getting the real people themselves and spending significantly less money and still having it look just as beautiful with technology. You know, it's just, I see very, very different motives in that. Not to mention the story of Top Gun Maverick, though one could argue is as simplistic as that of Avatar 2, is much more enjoyable, is not just paying homage to the first film that came out 30 years ago, whereas this one is just a continuation of a story from 13 years ago, um, but also is, is just a darn good time story-wise visual. Every single thing is fun. Avatar two. Oh, visuals, CGI, fake images. Okay. That's it. I don't deny that the behind the scenes is probably going to be pretty cool to look at, but when you're behind the scenes sounds more interesting than the actual movie itself is, that's not a good thing. Whereas with Top Gun Maverick, guess what? You watched it on IMAX, you were blown away. My wife, she saw it on a much smaller screen at home, she was blown away. And she's not one to be easily blown away by movies. Anyway. All right, chat has jumped on me like it usually does over on YouTube. Again, please make sure to smash that like button. If you have a comment or question, no matter what platform you're on, put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin, and that lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. You can, of course, also hyperchat. Uh, you know, Rumble rant donation, whatever it's called over on Rumble um, or Super Chats or donate via Streamlabs um, if you want to skip the line, as it were. But anyway, over on Rumble, 
King Kane Ramsky tag to say, was the Woman King movie you got the Vibranium book version? <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, basically the, the trailers for both of those movies. Excuse me. The, the trailer for both of those movies, Woman King and for uh, Black Panther 2, I was like, okay, they seem to be the same movie. <laughs> In a certain respect. Uh, over on Odyssey, we got a hyper chat, a $5 hyper chat donation. Thank you very much, good sir. Connor B for the hyper chat saying, James Cameron's Avatar franchise is destined to fail. Here's a $5 for you for Christmas. Well, thank you very much, Connor B. I appreciate it. And man, I, I, I hope the franchise does fail. The problem, of course, is that they've already been filming the other movies. We know at the very least, the third movie is already wrapped filming. So that one's not coming out next year, though. That one's not coming out for another, like, two years. Because, obviously, they got to spend even more money on the visual effects. Apparently, the third film, James Cameron, the rumor is James Cameron wants to do a a nine-hour cut. And not just a nine-hour cut. He wants them to actually render all of the effects. Nine hours. So, if that is indeed true, just I want you to imagine this, all right? The amount of money it took for them to render the three plus hours of Avatar 2 is massive. Imagine now James Cameron's coming to you as a studio saying, I have nine hours of footage, but I want it to be rendered as if it were the actual final product to show off basically what what he's worked on. And obviously the studio is not going to say, well, we're going to release this nine hour cut in movie theaters. That's not going to happen. I would actually be interested to see, are they going to try to make it even more Avatar films to try to save money? Are they going to say, hey, well, let's take your th- you know, third Avatar movie and cut it into you know parts one, two, and three, and then maybe, maybe be able to make some money back on it? I doubt that they would. But that's insane! You don't fully render your effects until like the product is actually done and you're actually trying to finalize it. To do all of that when you're still in the pre you know, like you're still in like the post-production phase because the film's not coming out for another two years, is insanity. And that's, again, if you want to know one of the many reasons why I cannot stand modern-day James Cameron, it's that kind of garbage. Because he is all about wasting money on stupid crap. That, again, benefits nobody except for James Cameron. Soul Assassin, what is going on? Welcome. Appreciate you being here. And uh, again, Connor B, thank you for that hyper chat. Appreciate it. Let's see. Unicyclopon says, OMB is the bomb. Cheers. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, Victor Fontaine. Yeah. Sending prayers to Tina and Melanie. Uh, Steven says, now that we got more updates on James Gunn, DC Reboot, what are your thoughts? Again, I don't care really about DCEU. Have never really cared about it, whether it was the Ciderverse. I don't think James Gunn is going to fix anything. I think... Taking away the only good thing, the only popular thing that most people can agree on at the very least in uh, Henry Cavill, taking him out of the equation, not a good place to start. Master of Gaming, Empires of the Deep is a ripoff of Avatar, but at least it is pretending to be, it isn't pretending to be a sequel to a James Cameron movie like Titanic 2 from The Asylum. Ah, gotcha. Uh, Jeremiah says, pray uh, for you and your family. Have a Merry Christmas. Did you see Tom Cruise Mission Impossible stunts? Yes. Um, and I saw like his shout out to, to fans. One of the many other reasons to support that movie and <laughs> to support the work that he's doing in films, right? You look at what he's doing for movies. It's really for fans. James Cameron, on the other hand, is working for James Cameron. 
So, at least that's how it comes out. Uh, let's see. You decide upon a fiance says, uh, love your analysis and stuff. Merry Christmas. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Busted Advent. Awesome one. What's going on? Sir Poopus, who's a member, says, instead of dances with Smurfs, we have swims with Smurfs. Exactly. Swims with Smurfs. Dijon uh, says, Odin, Thor 100 episodes. I see what you did there. Uh, blessed Advent to you, J. Roar. Uh, Dan Blackroyd, what's going on? Input latency. Time to say, hey, and God bless peeps. Today's a good day. Happy Advent Christmas. Just popping by to say hi and drop a like and all that. Keep Melanie, Thor, uh, Tina, and all in my prayers. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, blessed Advent to you as well. See, General Wingster, what's up? Steven uh, says, with The Rock being Black Adam's uh, dead, you think you'll see The Rock with Marvels? I have no idea. Again, I, I, I'm still laughing at the fact that Dwayne tried to argue that his movie made money when it didn't. Um, so, of, to me, it's no surprise at all. I mean, if you're not going to go with Henry Cavill going forward, why would you go forward with The Rock, especially when his movie well went, you know, well underperformed any expectations. I, I mean, there's, there's just no reason to go forward with any of that stuff. Snore Paper says, and can you host a stream without every other word being an F? <laughs> See, that's what you get on this channel. You get some, some clean uh, conversations. Uh, Quatrina VR says, you are playing a dangerous game with agreeing to try disgusting pineapple on pizza as a part of this bet. Oh no, trust me. I know it's a risk. Trust me. Because if, if Mario, right, if Mario brothers, Coming out next year, if the film makes a billion dollars, right, that is something to where I it's it's going to be something where I will look back in retrospect and say I'm not honestly all that surprised if it does, because I do think just like with anything, right, if you look back at my coverage of even Wakanda Forever, I said there is a path for this movie to make a billion dollars. That path did not pan out. That 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 path never materialized, but it was still there. Right. If it doubled the amount of money in the first two weeks of its release, which some films do, it was a possibility for that film to do it. But the film was also incredibly long, boring, and not good. So a lot of reasons to, as to why that didn't happen. And I hope that happens with Avatar. But to people's credit who are pointing to this, right, Avatar is a James Cameron movie is a bit different because James Cameron has a power over, especially the international box office, that very few creators have. And so that's why you can never fully count him out. Um, but when I do my projections for Mario Brothers, when that one actually gets closer to coming out, I do think that a billion dollars has a chance of being on the table. But at this point in time, just based off of the things that I know about how these animated films work, how these franchises work, I just, I just do not see it. As, uh, as being a likelihood. So, Kimberly G says, I voted yes to terminate Jeremy. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Jeremy Fair says, love you all on FNT. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Paul Fisher, Tad, say, forget pineapple on pizza. Sauerkraut on pizza is awesome. Again, well, the, re the reason why it's pineapple on pizza, if I'm wrong, if, Warner, if, if uh, Mario Brothers does not make a billion, that would make me right, because I don't think it's going to make a billion. If it does make a billion and I'm wrong, it means that I have to have pineapple on pizza. It's it's a punishment. Whoever Sci-Fi says, Bullet Train was pretty funny, though it wasn't necessarily a comedy. Yeah, I would agree with that. And that's the reason why there are some films that are not necessarily dedicated comedies that I would say are my favorite comedies of the year. So, 
J.S. Pena says, uh, did you ever see The Infiltrator with Brian Cranston? Saw it a few weeks ago, and while I wasn't blown away, there was a part of me thinking, why didn't I watch this sooner? I don't think I ever did. I remember when that came out, but I don't think I ever actually um, watched it. Kimberly G says, we're expecting five to eight inches of snow, a negative 30 degree wind chill, uh, going to be very tough next couple of days. Yeah, uh, praying for anyone who is going to be in kind of like the line of sight of this. Because, I mean, I was hearing uh, there's a channel that I, I just discovered that was actually, you know, talking about covering this, uh, this information. And it's actually really well done uh, as far as just how they, how he presents information. Let me see if I can find it. It's called uh, Ryan Hall, Y'all Extra. Ryan Hall, Y'all Extra. He's been covering this, um, this, this polar blast that we're going to be getting. And uh, he does a really good job just of breaking down what's going to happen what the actual reality and likelihood of snow and, and snowfall. And essentially what he's trying to say is that snowfall is not likely going to be the big story with this storm. It's going to be the flash, the, the flash freezing, right? Cause we're talking about some of these locations, some of these States. And again, praying for you, Kimberly G who are going to be getting negative 30 to negative 60 degrees um, of wind chill, uh, actual temperatures, of course, even being in, in the negative. So, absolutely want to um you know send out my prayers to anyone who is going to be in in the way of that because it's going to be bad uh let's see steven once again bro calm down with the tags bruh uh time to say just want to confirm it's for sure adam lost yes black adam did lose money the rock dwayne the rock johnson can claim whatever he wants about the money that's not what it made at the box office so yeah he's delusional Rob D says, I watched Bullet Train this weekend. Liked it. I liked how everything tied together. The water bottle was the key to it all. Yes. There's just so many fun. If you go into that film recognizing that it's going to be ridiculous, and then you also recognize that the film recognizes that it is ridiculous, it goes on, you know? All right, uh, Steve, I'm going to have to start skipping some of your comments, man, just because you're, you're asking so many questions that are just totally not even related to what we're talking about, so... <laughs> Save that for an open forum, man. You have to wait for the open forum to get to get those kinds of questions. Because there's, I want to do, a, I want to do a retrospective of of what we've been doing. Derek Douglas, what's going on? Uh, Doctor Martin Van Nostren, tag to say, uh, no disrespect intended, but why do you care about a corporation's PNL? Sure, it's a reflection of society's acceptance or rejection of their ideological agendas, but I don't care about their money. Well, it's because it's an interesting concept to me why why does why so basically dr martin what things are you passionate about and if so why why is anyone passionate about anything right it's just something that i have a genuine interest in i i can't really quite explain it it's just something that's always fascinated me and i think it probably comes down to at least in certain degrees the fact that it's something that just makes sense to me and I like being able to make sense of things. And the fact that there are people out there that actually are also interested in the same things, and somehow I'm able to make it more palatable or easier to understand, I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm very compelled by that. So, uh, Father Grisavilla, what's going on, Father? Chaplain of the channel. Says, done with grading finals. Ahoy, everyone. Uh, we finished a week ago, Father. Y'all are behind. Um, but thank you for sending me some of the, he sent me some, uh, some pictures of the exam and some of the, uh, answers, uh, by his students. My favorite was 
getting 46 books in the, what was it? They, they put the answer that they, there are 46 books in the Bible, but then for the next two answers, which how many are in the New Testament and Old Testament, they put 70s. It's like, wait a minute. If you're going to go with the 46 for, for the entire Bible, going with 70 for each of those is, is essentially you're guaranteeing you getting most of your answers incorrect. Uh, that was phenomenal, Father. Master of Gaming, Tattie Say Devotion is a movie you want to see, and Pray for the Devils, maybe you don't want to see because uh, you think it looks bad. Yeah, probably. Uh, Soul Assassin, is the room blue for your favorite film? It's not blue, it's purple, for the record. So, uh, Stephen, yeah, uh, World Cup was great. I was able to was not able to watch it in real time because I went to Mass. Mass was much more important. Um, came out of Mass right around the time the PKs were starting, and was able to rewatch the highlights. It was a very it was a very good World Cup final. Let's see. Rob D. Tanis say, why does DC always feel the need to reboot their entire film universe after just one movie? Do actors not want the entire multi-year contract from Warner Brothers? It's because they have not done it correctly. They, they've just not been able to get anyone in charge that knows what they're doing. And even though there are films from James Gunn that I like, most notably Guardians of the Galaxy 1, there are many more films from him that I don't like at all. I don't think that's a very good choice for them. I don't think he is going to be able to put together that vision, especially when he's already ticked off fans, right? The only, some of the only hardcore fans you had left were big fans of Zack Snyder, or sorry, big fans of Henry Cavill, probably also fans of Zack Snyder, but of Henry Cavill, and you just ticked them off by giving him the boot, you know? It's it's silly. All right, over on Rumble, King and Rumsky Taddy say, with these three-plus-hour Avatar movies in our future... Do movie theaters plan on replacing their seats with craftmatic beds? Um, no, but I imagine that you'll see a lot more theaters probably start to become more premium and offer more premium items in the future, if I had to guess. Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. Snorpoopa says, the Inuit love whales the same way I enjoy a nice bris- uh, brisket of seal. Boom. There you go. Right there. Ah oh, man, oh man. And again, uh, Stephen, I love you, brother. But you, you, you've you asked a thousand more questions than anyone else. So I'm I'm going to respectfully skip over some of your comments, man. Uh, Mark Lizeth, what's going on? Welcome back. Um, let's see. Master Gaming tag to say, why aren't you checking box office pro projections for upcoming movies? Because that's not what this stream is about it's about the avatar box office and us hitting 400 episodes i will probably do a video on the future films but also none of the future films that they're talking about are gonna be anywhere close to being really in the conversation when it comes to the fact that avatar is going to be just dominating the box office for the next month or so (laughs) oh man Let's see, Soul Assassin. Did you see the news that Cameron is going to release a documentary to dispute the Jack and Rose door debate? It wouldn't surprise me if he did, and he would still be wrong. However, sci-fi, gotta wonder what Rose's husband thought about her ending up with Jack at the end on the Titanic. Yeah, it's a great question. Drew Skull, what's going on? Welcome. Father Christopher Miller says Oppenheimer is going to have one movie, is going to be one movie to see in IMAX. Yes, but that one's not until, uh, like, several, that's, what, March of next year? So, Avatar will likely not be in theaters anymore. Harwick, tag to say, 
Uh, while I like Henry Cavill, I think many of his fans have lost sight of the fact that there is zero evidence of him being a bankable box office draw. That's just the thing, though, is that people, I don't necessarily, th at least for me, I don't really care about him being a draw or not. I care about the films being good. And what I can speak to is that he is a good Clark Kent. He is a good Superman. He just has not gotten a good director or a good writer. So when, when you have a piece of the puzzle, right? When you have a good actor, good performer, you don't get rid of that one piece and then say, let's just start from scratch and then not have any of the pieces of the puzzle. No, no, no. If you have that one piece already, you say, okay, let's hold on to that one piece we already got. And now let's actually give him a good director. Let's actually give him a good writer. Let's actually do something. So for me, it's not about box office draw. Because the concept of a box office draw actor, right? The, the concept of actors and stars being the reason people go to the box office does not exist in the modern day. Anyone that tries to argue that Top Gun was only successful because Tom Cruise was in it, as, as far as like the actor Tom Cruise was in it, is, is not being based in reality, right? Now again, Tom Cruise as a person... He is the reason that film came into existence. He is the reason why the film had that authenticity to it. He's the reason why all those actors... So there's a lot of reasons as to why Tom Cruise is the reason that film exists and is as good as it is. But people didn't say, oh, I'm going to see Maverick because I want to see Tom Cruise. No, it just so happens that he is a person that is crazy in more ways than one. And sometimes that crazy is actually enjoyable to watch. So... Yeah, I, I disagree with the general premise there. Romney says, Oh, and the Russian bots are ready to purchase every ticket for Super Mario Brothers. Jeremy's probably making sock accounts too. Your pineapple pizza will be delicious. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. I'm not giving up on that. Uh, let's see. King Kane over on Rumble says, I have gotten zero Christmas cards this year. Are cards becoming a thing of the past or do I have no friends? Um, I mean, I think it's still a thing of the older generations. Like, I still get cards from my older siblings and their families and from parents, grandparents, etc. It still happens among the younger generations, but it is, I think, much more common and much more of a common practice amongst the older generations. So anyway, uh, Robert Kerr with a $10 donation via Streamlabs. Thank you so very much for that very generous donation. Uh, says, hey, Odin, I got to quickly meet you when you first came in the door in Dallas at Gators. Glad you were able to make it. I think I told you, get in here before I knew you didn't like crowds all that much. At least that front corner was not too bad. Well, hey, Robert Kerr, thank you very much for the donation, man. And uh, thank you for the reminder. Yeah, I mean, that Dallas meetup was so much fun. Um, and... Yeah, not a fan of crowds, but I will say it was awesome to be able to find that corner and just talk to people and be in a comfortable position. I had some AC, right? Some 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 airflow going in my direction. So it was it was very nice to to get to that and to to experience that and met a lot of really awesome people. So thank you for being one of those persons that I was able to to meet. And uh yeah, it it definitely made that drive uh worth worth taking. It was a long long drive. So, thank you. All right, let's see. Forever Sci-Fi, by the way, it's 7.43 in the chat. For those wondering, I do fall 20 to 30 minutes behind in the chat. It's 7.43 in the chat. If you're wondering why I've not gotten to your comment yet, that is the reason why. Please do not double post. 
Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, I saw a trailer for Puss in Boots 2. I think the CGI on the first film looked better. And that was over 10 years ago. It looks like a straight-to-DVD movie. I agree. Dan Crane, hail Odin. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Bless all in the chat. Yes, blessed Advent to you. So we prepare for Christmas. Uh, Eagle Rider, speaking of Rosetta Allen, uh, Cameron is a moron and a bigot. Can we shut him up already? Boom. There you have it. Luxilla, I heard Cameron and crew also filmed the first act of Avatar 4. One does wonder if they might just combine 4 and 5 into one movie if Avatar 2 comes under expectations and gives and give a definitive end. That's going to be the big question, though, because there's a question of contracts, right? Did Because obviously all of this started back because someone in my comment section either made the comment or has made it several times now about... Okay, how much is Disney on the hook for the for the actual money on this? Because the original deal was made when it was 20th Century Fox, and obviously Disney bought up Fox. So you know, ultimately, how much of that is coming from Disney? Well, a lot of it's coming from Disney because look at how much more money is being spent on this film. I mean, the initial report, the initial deal that was made between James Cameron and at that time 20th Century Fox was here's a billion dollars, make, what, four movies? And now we see this first movie in the franchise, that would have put the budget at $250 million. Now the budget is actually being reported for Avatar 2 as being closer to $400 million. Some have reported it being as high as $460 million. So Disney's actually putting in a lot more money, put in even more money than was originally promised. So ultimately Disney's going to be on the hook for that. Um, but as it goes on and it goes further, they're going to be further on the hook. So the question, yeah, is going to be because they've picked up that contract with Cameron. Do they renegotiate the contract? Do they change the things? It'll be interesting. By the way, uh, Rosetta, congratulations on monetization. She finally was able to get those watch hours in and she officially is monetized. So congratulations to Rosetta Allen. Grandmaster Yoda tried to say no competition in Christmas did not save Star Wars 9 from 59% drop week 2 and failed for Joker. Uh, but again, Joker, success, good movie, and had no competition slash Christmas. So it's one of those things where, yes, it's not a guarantee of success. And please don't ever take what I'm saying in that regard as it being a guarantee. What I'm saying is that you cannot downplay that environment that leads to a lot of room for a film like Avatar Way of Water to still be able to run domestically. And also, internationally, it is an entirely different story. The film is not seeing the same types of underperformance internationally, at least at this point, compared to domestically. Um, what happened to Millie Mac to cause her to get hydrated? I, dehydrated? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I am not really close with her at all. I've only, I only watched... A video of hers for the first time just the other day <laughs> so uh let's see rosetta says tom cruise thinks he is better than veterans i don't again i don't know about that i i've seen the special features of top gun maverick and what i can say is that there was a lot of respect being shown to the the active military um so Graham Yoda says, with James' wish to CGI paint nine hours of A3, I can see why he said $2 billion was break-even. James has a reputation for burning money. Yeah, and again, I, I think that's, um, yeah. And it's just, to me, that's insane. If they grant that request to give CGI renderings to nine hours of Avatar 3, oof, 
Awful. Laura says, congratulations on 400 episodes. Where is the Wookiee onesie? It's still here. It's actually in, uh, I want to say it's still in the, it's in the closet currently right now. But anyway, since you had mentioned that, Laura, and I, I very much appreciate it. Let's do a little bit of a, a retrospective. I wanted to get to this a little bit earlier, but, you know, the chat is is pretty pretty crazy as normal. So this is episode 400 of, of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, and I decided to go back to my very first stream. My very first stream, I had talked about AMC Movie Pass when it was first around. Interesting how now, years later, it's actually back at, as, as Movie Pass 2.0. I haven't heard anything really about it, by the way. It's launched in several cities, and I every now and then check and see if there's videos on it. I, I'm not seeing a whole lot. Um, but first off, look look at that thumbnail there, amazing. But yeah, June twenty first, twenty eighteen was the very first uh, live stream that I ever did. It's the very first live stream I ever did. So it's it's kind of crazy to think that, you know. We're, we're talking here, right, four years of, of live streaming. Because obviously I'd been doing YouTube, actually, uh, consistent videos for only a few months prior. And it took me a few months to finally feel comfortable enough to jump in and to actually do a, uh, to do a live stream. So I did a lot of live streams early on, though. I mean, just look at these dates, the 21st, 22nd, 24th. 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. I, I did so much live streaming back in the day. Um, it was crazy. I, and again, I, I think I burned myself out. That's why eventually I rested on the, the two days a week schedule because I just couldn't. And this is obviously back when I still had the beard. I obviously had hair as well. Yep, I had hair. And, um, and also what's interesting too, is that it wasn't long after this that I started wearing a hat. I started wearing, uh, my, uh, my, my Irish, I like to call it my Irish hat, the, like the newsies hat, basically flat cap. And, uh, and then I, I decided to jump ahead a little bit to 2020. So jump ahead a couple of years to when I actually started numbering him. So I don't, I don't know exactly how I got to this number of 150 because I, I don't know if I've actually done 400 streams because as I saw, or as I hopefully showed, right, I did a lot of streaming early on and some of it was long. Some of it was short. Some of it had technical issues, all that other stuff. And so eventually I got to the point in 2020 where I was like, you know what? I do want to actually number these. And I think it's when I started to actually post them as podcast episodes. And ultimately, I, I think I figured out that I had done actually like 150 up to that point back in 2020 of actual dedicated streams that were not necessarily movie streams or anything like that. I don't know if I counted those or not. Um, but it's just interesting to see um, the topics talked about just a couple years ago, right? Ruby Rose exiting Batwoman CW to recast the role. Uh, the air cut for Suicide Squad, the Snyder cut, media's hatred of fans. HBO Max release. Remember when HBO Max finally officially got released? Rumors of Ben Affleck returning as Batman. HBO Max initial thoughts. Stupidity on Twitter. All Lives Matter. Oh, that's still controversial today. Future of AMC and cinema. This was, of course, during the very beginning of, of, of the pandemic era as well. So it's just, yeah, it, it's amazing uh, to look back at this. By the way, also... Uh, since since the Wookiee onesie was was mentioned, um, yeah. So by July, I had finally hit 1,000 subscribers, 
And so uh, for celebration for the 1,000 subscribers, um, I had asked people and uh, gave people some options of, of what to do with it. And um, yeah, that, that stream ended up being three hours and 24 minutes. Also, look at back then. I did three hour, I did a two hour, 50 minute stream the day before the one man low council. Remember when I did the one man low council in preparation for the high council when the high council was a thing? And uh, yeah, uh, the 1000, that was the, the Wookiee onesie. And uh, we, we try to come up with as many ideas for, okay, when we hit this next one, we hit this next one. And the Wookiee onesie was, you know, it did come out a few more, more times after that point. Um, but I remember, I forget exactly what the milestone was, but there was a, a certain milestone that once it had been reached, maybe it was, it was supposed to be 10,000, where it was going to, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be um, me and the Wookiee onesie eating Popeye's in in a car right in, in a parked car basically like they initially people were were trying to get me to go into the Popeyes to to order in the Wookiee onesie but I was like my social anxiety is just not gonna allow that to happen maybe in the car right um but yeah insane also this is back when I was rocking the um <laughs> this is when I was rocking the the blue snowball that was the that was the the microphone that I was rocking at that time let me see if I can uh, I can pull this up. Oh man, yeah, that's awesome. We were using it was Hangouts. Remember back in the day, this is this is before uh, Streamyard, before anything else. So yeah, this is when I had just hit a thousand subscribers, and so here's me in the Wookie onesie rocking the. This was a base webcam. Like this was before I even got the Logitech 1080p webcam. I want to say this was, I was using very bare bones. I, I think I was still using my built-in computer, uh, built-in computer camera. Was I, was I grabbing a, a dog? I don't know what happened, but anyway, yeah, that's from, that's from the 1000 stream. But the other thing I was going to mention, this was when Google Hangouts was the thing. I remember when Google Hangouts went away and all all of us were freaking out. Um, and I went the route of figuring out OBS and, and going that route where many more people started to go towards browser streaming, things like StreamYards. And obviously that become, became even bigger during the pandemic. A lot of these things developed over that time. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, a, little, a little bit of a retrospect there. Also, let's see some of the comments. Let's see who was in the chat back then. So this is, again, from... Uh, very early on, this is July, so I had started uh, streaming. I think this was July of that year. So yeah, I had started streaming just a, a little bit before then. But let's see, people called like the Boxing Jedi, Voorhees sixty seven. I remember Voorhees, uh, Caden Stafford, uh, Tina B. As you see, Tina B. has been with the channel like from the very beginning. Uh, Donald Hudson. Oh man, I remember Donald Hudson. Adam Davies, Humphrey Bear. I remember Humphrey Bear. Uh, Snipe Dude. I don't remember him. Greta, my friend Greta. Again, she supported me very early on in the chat. I kind of wonder also how many of these people's names have changed. Super Anime Gamer. I don't know if Super Anime Gamer's in the chat or not, but he's been around from the very beginning. Um, let's see. System Error. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember System Error. Anyway. So yeah, it's just it's it's kind of crazy to kind of go back and 
and to think about where the show was, where the show is now, and and how much has has changed for the better, for the worse. Who am I to say? Anyway, uh, Tubeview, what's going on over on Odyssey? Heading over to Rumble for a second. Let's see. Um, King and Rumshki uh, tag to say, congrats on your 400th. Will there be a speech party prizes? Um, well, as I said, right, we're kind of doing a retrospect tonight. I initially had thought about prizes, but um, I have a lot of chat to catch up with. So we'll see where we are time-wise. Um, but this is also the reason why I try to tell people to keep it calm with, uh, with the chats. <laughs> uh, because if you do tag... I am mostly bound to read it. And if you're a member, if you don't tag anyone else, I'm mostly bound to read it. Let's see. Back at 7.51. So again, still a good 20, 30 minutes plus behind. Carl Peters, by the way, welcome. Uh, sounds very, very cold. 27 minutes behind, but it's 30, negative 30 degrees here. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but let's see. Rosetta says, we traveled 17 hours through the snow yesterday and this morning. I am in bed tired. I bet you are. Exhausted. See, Father says, we're supposed to get three to seven inches in about 50 mile an hour winds. Auntie M, Uncle Henry, Toto, it's a twister. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Uh, again, the, the channel that I mentioned is saying that some people are absolutely going to be impacted by a lot of snow, but it's mostly going to be the the front itself, right? The cold, the, the flash freezing, the, the, the winds as well, because this thing is supposed to be coming through like a hurricane. Not literally, but... Uh, Orange Hat says, is New York going to be in that flash freeze zone? Um, I think New York is more so in the, has the potential for snowfall, I think. Um, it's more so the, like the middle of the country and Michigan area. So I don't know. I, again, I would check out the, the person I mentioned earlier. Let's see. Rosetta says, negative 30 to negative 60 real temp, not uncommon in the mountains here. Was negative 14 with a massive wind chill last night traveling. Oof. Oof. That's rough. Derek Douglas, thank you for tagging, says, How much did Disney actually spend on Avatar 2? Isn't it all gravy for them because Fox paid for most of Avatar 2 and 3? Uh, Derek, uh, thank you very much for, for asking. You might be the person that was asking in, in the comment section. And again, hopefully I answered the question uh, earlier by mentioning, I think because of how much money, extra money, James Cameron needed for... Not just this first one, but seemingly for all of them going forward, I, I think they're going to be on the the they're going to be on the hook for a lot. Aiden Vickery says, "I don't get how any of the Rock films make money. Not my cup of tea." Well, some of the films that he's made have been fun, at least. Um, Black Adam just wasn't that fun. Abomination over on Odyssey says, "Rubber baby buggy bumpers, fun." <laughs> and then also, New York is used to being frozen every year. I was frozen today. Bruce, what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Chat has jumped on me like it usually does. Again, still several times, or rather still uh, far behind the chat. 755 in the chat, 817 in real life. And again, I'll try to get to as many comments as I can. Uh, Father says, 46 books of the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament, and yet they did 77 for the total. They can't do math. Yeah. There were some fun ones there. Joey Horn, what's going on? Welcome back. Antonio Rivera, what's going on, brother? I hope college life is still treating you well. Stay warm wherever you are. Oh, dang. Okay. Just graduated college. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh, from from one of the first few years of teaching I ever did. Crazy. First graduated college semester early time for med school. Oh my goodness. Well, hey, Antonio, good luck to you, brother. Good luck at med school. It's gonna be a lot of time, a lot of money. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm proud of you very much for 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 being able to one graduate a semester early and then also uh, to get into med school. Good luck with that. Uh, my dad, my dad's an OBGYN, so I, I know how how tough that the entire process can be for that. So um, good luck to you, brother. And uh, that's awesome. Let's see. Rosetta says, best Superman actors, George Reeves, Christopher Reeves, Cavill is good, though, it, uh, but the movies around him suck. Exactly, right? Yeah, and, and again, I'm not historically trying to put him on the level with anyone else because I don't know enough or could even say that I'm a fan enough of old school Superman to, to be able to say anything about who's the best. But what I can say is that he is good in the modern day and for him to be taken out of it is just so stupid. Harwick, after seeing the recent advance in AI to generate images and videos, deepfakes, I think that AI will uh, be how any filmmakers be able to compete with Hollywood. I'll actually disagree, only because I don't think any filmmakers will actually want it. See, Hollywood has less of a problem bringing actors back from the dead, which raises a lot of ethical questions for most normal people. I don't think you're going to see a lot of these indie filmmakers doing that. In fact, I would say indie, film, indie filmmakers are much more likely to push away from this technology because for them, they're going to say, okay, you know, because it's the indie filmmakers that usually we rely upon to give us good stories because that is what we're not getting from major Hollywood. Avatar 2 is a perfect example of that. All right. James Cameron spending all this time, all of this money, wasting all of his time and all of this money on visual effects when saying, hey, I don't care about telling a good story. I just need a story that's going to serve the purpose of getting this film to be released for three hours and for me to get the money because the studio is going to only give me money if I give a narrative story that's going to make some money. That That's the extent to which he cares about the stories for his movies in the Avatar universe. So, no, I would say, I would actually, I would very much say indies are not going to be using those same types of programs for ethical reasons, and then also, too, because that's the antithesis of even what they mostly talk about. Rob D., have you started talking about nomination for 2023 The Ravens? Um, only in uh, concept. I know that I'm going to have to start getting on top of that pretty soon. Uh, but similar to how my videos for the best of 2022 don't come until 2023, uh, that will also probably get developed over the course of January. I try to usually keep that in line with the Oscars so that I can, again, keep up that entire concept of boycotting them. So whenever the Oscars nominations are expected to be released, expect the, the Ravens to have gotten started uh, prior to that and nominations to be announced around the same time. Yeah, I know that you're not a big fan of, of Tom Cruise, Rosetta. Let us see. Hardwick, one of the most exciting advances in special effects I've seen is video demonstrating an AI that can run a consumer level computer and convert video game quality CGI to look photorealistic. Okay, here's the thing, though, is that you're talking about that, and yet James Cameron's movies don't look photorealistic. You you still cannot get past the uncanny valley effect. So, 
Eagle Rider says, Rosetta says, Puss in Boots 2 looks awful in CGI. Yeah, it really does. I think someone made a very good point talking about how he, or, or rather how that film honestly looks worse CGI, which, which, which makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, let's see. Antonio Rivera, thank you for the $5 donation via Streamlabs. You didn't have to do that, brother. Uh, he says, hope all is well. Just wanted to check in and say congrats on 400. Personally just graduated college a semester early and now on to medical school. Uh, keep it up. P.S. Ignore my YouTube chat messages. They are just repeats of this. <laughs> well, it's too late, Antonio. It's too late. I already read them, and now I read them twice. <laughs> but once again, I'll, I'll reiterate what I said before. Good luck to you, man. And again, I know that it's it's going to take a lot of time, but if you have the drive for it, you'll make it through. And, uh, and just knowing what I know about you, I, I know that you're going to be a good doctor. And that ultimately comes from you being a good person. So please continue, continue being the good person that I know you to be. Because I think that's ultimately going to be a, a major part of what uh, keeps you going forward, keeps you driving forward, and also um, determines the kind of doctor that you will be. So, see, Rosetta says, next Valhalla Odin, I want a few minutes uninterrupted to rant about Cameron and the people who are protesting him. Um, I will do the very best that I can. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no problem at all. Absolutely. Congratulations once again. Uh, Juicy Fruit, what's going on? Hardwick, Dwayne Johnson's movies, uh, moves into franchises he didn't start, tries to take them over and make them about him. He did that with Too Fast, Too Furious, or the Fast and Furious franchise. He was trying to do that with DC, in a way, I guess. Let's see, he directly said it more than one interview. I haven't seen it myself. Uh, about veterans and his own struggles, that is. Again, I, I have not seen that, so I can't speak to it. Uh, General Wingster. Yes, I had hair. Fred King did say, why is James Gunn too scared to say, hey, I fired these people rather than saying he or she isn't in the next phase, but maybe later we can work. Uh, it's a great question, Fred King. It, it really honestly is a great question. And I, I think ultimately it's because it's just a show once again about why James Gunn is not a good person to have for this role. Uh <laughs> Rosetta says, and I have been your supporter and your Valhalla girl since June of 2019. Yes, I know. You've been here from the beginning, too. But there have been some who have been here earlier. And it's okay. Uh, Laura, all the all, all hail the Odin hair. Yes. Hipster hat Odin. It wasn't hipster. I don't think it was. Father says, you still have hair. You're just choosing to shave what little you have left. Well, actually, I could still grow a decent amount of hair. The problem is, is that it just... the. The, the very light spot in the middle up here is, yeah, just not good. Hardwick says, I think that the future of True Starter might require an actor to produce his own movies and have creative control. Uh, again, I disagree. Cavill with Warhammer, that's talking about someone who is a nerd and a fan who is making a project versus other people. Again, you look to... I will give you a great example of why that's not true exclusively, because if you look to some of the films that have been made by Elizabeth Banks, she's making her own movies, and yet they they are not very good for the most part. So, Father said, I was going to send it that via member milestone chat, but gave me the character option. of Okay, gotcha. Let's see. Mr. Roy was laughing at <laughs> Pear Odin. Yep. Hardwick, we all know the real reason you don't have hair now. You're Kratos and you killed the real... Ah, of course. Uh, Laura misses the High Council. Yeah, it was different times. Different times. Found you in 2019 around April. Yeah. Tina is an OG. 
Um, and I think Steph- Stephanie B, I believe, beat her by maybe a stream or two. So both of them are about as OG as you can get, right, from the first summer of streaming. Um, but yeah, I mean, even Super Anime Gamer, as I mentioned, right, has also been around uh, from around that time as well. Forever Sci-Fi, I joined YouTube back in September 2006, been here a long time before Odin started streaming. There you go. Soul Assassin thinks around 2019. Yeah, that's what I think a lot of people, because that's when I started to really, like, pick up a bit. In disguise, meep meep. Father, uh, Father Miller says, Flash freezing makes me think of the day after tomorrow. Yeah, seriously, right? It, it's going to get crazy. That's why, again, please, everyone stay warm and stay safe. Father, uh, Father Miller says, better start burning the books out of the movie to keep warm. Ah, oh, yeah, in the library. when they're... That kind of also made me a little, that cringed a little bit for me. Because I, even though I don't read as many books as I wish I'd, I could, um, <laughs> the concept of a book is a positive one in my head. <laughs> you could take that quote to the bank, everybody. Uh, and Tony, I appreciate Long Road. Absolutely, man. But you got this. Uh, Momondi, what's going on in disguise? Heard the story for Avatar 2 is weak. Uh, question, is the 3D worth seeing it once? That's what I did for the first one. Seen it once and never again. No, I would say it's not worth it at all. Because I don't think the film's worth your time. Um, in your opinion, did the Way of Water show any signs of Disney meddling? Or did it seem 100%? Oh, no. I think anything that he does, is it's going to be 100%. The problem is that he says, if the latter, I, it could be well for potentially the sequel. Here's the difference, though. He did not have too much involvement in the first Alita movie. And he is so wrapped up in Pandora that he would not probably have nearly as much creative input um, one, again, he didn't really have that much creative input, to my knowledge at the very least, on the first Alita film uh, as far as the actual screenplay is concerned. Um, and regardless of that, I mean, we're talking about an actual good movie there versus Avatar 2, which is not. So, again, I think you, I think that you are playing a little bit too much defense and it's getting, it's getting annoying, good sir. Uh <laughs> Rosetta says, me and my hubby said that together when we saw the tra- trailer, the art looks bad. Yeah, it's just really, really bad. Glad, I'm glad, I'm glad that you found me as well. Absolutely. Mr. Roy, hey, have head into bed. Good night and Merry Christmas. Hey, blessed Advent to you and uh, have a good one. Absolutely. Uh, Tina Bojan, what's going on? Welcome. All right. Hardwick, I'm, I'm just, I'm cutting you off, good sir. Asgard movie mornings, the oldest days so long ago. I was white then. Good times. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, the Asgard movie mornings. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Um, and then I also had evening uh, movie streams as well. It, it just honestly was was something so... Um, and, and those are things that I, again, I would love to bring back in, in some extent. But I think that the two streams a week is, is a healthy schedule for me. And I, I think that... To try to do more at this point might be, you know, a little too much. Kincaid Rumsky tagged over on Rumble to say, I can't remember. Was the High Council like a live stream of big names in the biz like Gary Mall? Yeah, so the for those that don't know, yeah, there are some people that are followers who, who have never heard of the High Council. So the High Council was, prior, before FNT, there was the High Council. And it was uh, Jeremy from Kinkies and Gamers, uh, Comics Artist Pro Secrets, uh, Ethan Van Skyver. Um, and then also world-class BSers, they were the, the main three and they would have guests on. It was, 
during a time in which we, we, we call it the time of the Phantom Menace. Uh, the Phantom Menace. Some people still go by that title or underneath that title. Uh, some people have disavowed that title because it... Basically, a lot of people attached to the name of the Phantom Menace got toxic. And not in the like, oh, you're so toxic, but like actually toxic. To the point where a lot of people said, okay, I'm, I'm just going to casually step away and instead just continue to do the things that are a part of the actual community. And then that's why I think you've also seen this movement away to speak more so about like the fellowship, right? Uh, with Friday Night Tights and, and a lot of the channels that we are connected with as well. Um, because it's a much more loosely connected group, whereas the Phantom Menace was a much more tightly connected group of very specific channels. Um, and it was much more of an idea and a concept. And I still hold to that, right? I, I was not one of the persons that like, officially was like, I'm done with, it was more of the, no, I still think that the, the concept of the Phantom Menace of being right, respect the fans, um, you know, actually respect source material, <laughs> acknowledge source material in the case of star Wars. And, um, but ultimately I also recognize that there are a lot of people that definitely, I think kind of used and utilized it for their own financial advantage in such a way that was a bit too uncomfortable for me. Um, there were channels that, that used to do a lot of great Star Wars content and then all of a sudden they launched comic books and then all of a sudden all their streams became about were, were comic books. And that's not trying to take a strike at Comics Gate or, or anything like that. It's just more of a... I think that some people kind of miss the forest for the trees with it in both the online video content creation community and also on the social media side of it. And... Yeah, I think that's why you have still some people that are kind of confused about what actually happened. Um, and I'm sure there's there's things that I'm even missing because I'm no expert on on the history of, of it. But all I, all I know is that it's just been fun to be a part of of this amazing community. And when I say community, I mean more specifically the Asgardian community that I have, uh, you know, that's that's been a part of my life for four years now. Um, crazy that we're going into almost five years um, that I've been on YouTube only a couple years less than, than I've been teaching. Um, so it, it's very much a big part of my life. Uh, and it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Uh, Bruce says, I think I'll wait till Blu-ray for dances with Smurfs two comes out before watching it. I would say probably don't even, uh, focus on that camera. 100% is blaming the Lakota for us being mass murdered and implying we are, we were cowards. And that is why people were murdered. Uh, I can't say what I think of him. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah. When someone like Cameron is wading into the waters of, Native American history and almost not politics, but you know what I mean, right? Like Native American, like culture. I, I call it politics because it's again, I think, I think you might know what I mean by that, but it's like one, you're out of your lane, bro. Right. It's like Cameron, you're out of your lane to be talking about that at all. And then also to be stepping in in such a way, it's just like, it's kind of just ri ridiculous, you know? Uh, in disguise, they burnt the tax codes in Day After Tomorrow, so no... Oh, it's right! That's right, it's been so long since I've seen it. Bruce says, I know you were, were in New Orleans, had hair... Yeah, that's right, yeah. For those that don't know, right, I'm originally from New Orleans, and uh, so yeah, st ch channel started, a lot of those early streams, those were all from New Orleans, and uh, eventually moved up to Chattanooga right before... <laughs> fully moved in 2019, and uh, and then the pandemic hit. Crazy. It was all worth to see it because you got to see ba Batman Mask of the Phantasm. That's right. 
Dan Blackroyd. And then I, I realized as soon as we were watching the movie, I was like, oh, I have seen this before. It's been a long time. Phantom lost its way, uh, but some of us were legit. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And this guy, I watched the High Council. I think it was going to be a smoke fan. <laughs> oh, man. Laura. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really follow it because, as you all know, I'm not much of a comics person. So I never really got into any of the comics that were being released because it just wasn't my, my cup of tea. Cameron needs to go back to discovering Lost Sunken Ship. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> go back to that, Cameron. That would be the best way to do it. But anyway, we are well over time tonight. This has been an amazing episode 400. Uh, again, I was originally I was planning to try and do um, some giveaways, but I, I will still do some giveaways um, during the next stream or two. I just don't have the time uh, tonight, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so this is what happens when I get a thousand questions from a couple of people. I love y'all. I love y'all. But... Some some of y'all abuse the, <laughs> some of y'all abuse the tags, you know who you are. Um, the ones who don't abuse the tags, I appreciate y'all. Y'all are great. Um, Soul Assassin tried to say, never forget Dancing Vader when you Jeremy drove to. Oh my goodness, yeah. When when he came to New Orleans and then he made me drive him into the city. Oh my goodness, yeah. Talk about, <laughs> talk about all those things. Dang it, one of the streams I'm able to join. No giveaways, Father. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, if you want access to a, a plethora of giveaways, uh, you could, of course, become a member, keeper of the Bifrost level on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals, and you get access to the Discord channel where there are giveaways uh, all the time. I just recently gave away everyone uh, who entered, and that was everyone eligible, won uh, a 4K, and I think a lot of them claimed the 4K steelbooks that I was giving away, because literally, uh, for, for those wondering... Um, I mean, I think it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty legit level. I mean, I think all the levels are legit for different reasons, but I got three copies of Last Night in Soho on 4K. I've got two copies of Shawshank Redemption on 4K with slips. I've got the entire Godfather trilogy on 4K Steelbook. Bridge on the River Kwai for 4K Steelbook. Four copies of It's a Wonderful Life. Actually, three because one of them was won already by Matt317. I got three copies of Nobody on 4K. I've also still got Top Gun Maverick 4K and uh, two 4K steelbooks. I've also... Ugh, they're falling! I also have Indiana Jones Last Crusade 4K steelbook and Clockwork Orange on 4K as well. So these are mostly going to be for the uh, giveaway on the Discord giveaways channel for Key of the Bifrost. So uh, anyway... Thank you again, everyone, for being here. Luke Zilla is talking more about Black Adam. So, yeah, again, there really is no argument for him to be able to make, to say that his movie was successful, talking about Dwayne The Rock Johnson once again. All right, anyway, that's going to be it for me, everybody, because if I don't leave now, people will, people will tag and ask more questions. But seriously, thank you all so very much. Please, as I mentioned at the very beginning of the chat, uh, keep... Um, there's several people that we were asked to pray for tonight, but I do especially want to uh, bring special attention to to Tina. Uh, as, as you all know, she is a uh, she is someone who has been a part of the channel from the very beginning, right? Going all the way back to those first streams, she she was there from the very beginning, became a mod very early on. Her and Stephanie B have have been my mods for for years, um, and it's something that I, I, I do not take lightly, uh, the amount of time and attention that, that they've given, and especially in those early days when, um, they were taking hand counts of uh, cookies. I would give, I would give digital cookies away basically, um, before we had the system now where the bot keeps track of all of it. 
But anyway, she is in a, a medical situation where she is in the hospital. Uh, so please just keep her in your prayers. Um, she wants everyone to know that she obviously is is not well, but she also wanted everyone to know that she's going to get through this. She is going to beat what she is going through. Um, as you all know, a lot of it's associated with her eyesight. She found out a little bit more about what was causing her eyesight issues. Um, and as I said, there's, there's some things I know, there's some things I don't know. And I'm just trying to keep as much respect for her privacy as I can, um, which is why I'm being a little bit more vague with the details. But what I can say is just to know that it is serious, right? With hospital being involved. Um, but she also did want people just to know that's where she is. But also she wanted she was very clear to Steph to tell me um, that uh, she wants you all to know she is going to to beat this and that she is going to be back and that she is going to, um, you know, she's going to be better than ever. So, again, please, 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 please keep in your prayers, Tina. Um, and uh, thank you again for for your prayers already. Thank you again for your kind words. Hopefully uh, Tina listens back to this or if Steph I don't know if Steph, you're going to listen back to this or not, but even just to take maybe parts of this chat or, or parts of this and, and just let her know that it was happening, um, I think would be awesome. So again, thank you all so very much for your, for your prayers, sending them uh, her way. Also, please, everyone stay safe. If you're going to be in the way of this, this polar vortex thing that's coming, again, we're talking high winds, free, flash freeze temperatures. Uh, just please be careful, everybody. If you can stay inside, stay inside. Um, if you have... If you're going to be especially in like the, the crux of this, uh, get backup power. I mean, I'm, I'm in a lucky position where we're likely not going to get hit too hard by it. We're going to be like low of 10 degrees, which for us is very, very cold, but uh, definitely not going to be the negative degree temperatures that a lot of other people are going to be dealing with. Um, and the really scary, um, very, very scary temperatures that people are going to be dealing with. So if you're going to be in the way of that, please be careful. If you're going to be in the way of the snow and some of the blizzard conditions that some people are going to experience, it looks like a lot of it's going to be in Michigan area, Canada area. Um, but obviously I, anyone who's going to be impacted by it, I really hope, uh, everyone stays safe. And with that, uh, we will, uh, so for, for Christmas Eve, I, I don't think we'll have a, a stream because Saturday is Christmas Eve. I don't think we'll have a stream um, because uh, family will be here, um, but we might because usually the family is gone by the time the stream starts because baby Thor is in bed and I probably won't be going to mass until Sunday. So I won't be going to midnight mass. So I, I might be able to stream Christmas Eve. Obviously I don't expect anyone to join that time, uh, but just know that it's, it's a possibility that I, I could stream then. And obviously if I do, it will probably be a little shorter and it will probably be focused mostly on, on giveaways and stuff like that. But um, thank you again, everybody for, for all your support. And uh, yeah, here's to another 400 more episodes of, of the show. So anyway, shout out to those on rumble, smash that rumble button, please. If you, if you don't mind, if you're on odyssey, light up the fire button. And if you're on YouTube, smash the like button. It really does mean a lot. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Finally, I do have the December shout outs video. If you watched, my video from the other day, you would have seen. I finally did the December shoutouts video. Um, I will be uh, recording a podcast with John the Flick Flickinger within the next day or two. Um, still waiting for him to get back to, uh, to back to me. Um, I think we might be streaming uh, or might be recording tomorrow. So I'll try and get the podcast Q&A up on Patreon and on the Discord as well. There's a Discord channel for those that have access. And uh, anyway, 
Have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. And uh, as always, God bless. And if I don't see you until next time, have a blessed and Merry Christmas. And now for a huge special shout out to all of my December Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members, the long-awaited December video. First off, shout out to my Patreon members, Father Luca Illick, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, who you can check out over on his YouTube channel, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange Hour Views, who also has a YouTube channel, you can check out at the same name, Rosetta Allen, who has a YouTube channel known as Eagle Rider, Miss Martin Muses, who also has a YouTube channel by the same name, Chris from the 80s, who you can also find on YouTube by the same name, and of course, the Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out on her YouTube channel, Tina B. Uh, she does a show with the other Valkyrie of this channel, Stephanie B, called Soup to Nuts, so go ahead and check that out uh, if you are interested. It's a very fun time talking about movies and all kinds of movie history as well. Also, shout out to my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, who you can shout at Cat over on his Twitch channel by the same name, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, James Rod, the beer guru, and the K-Man, who you can check out on Twitter, but also on his website, xtheboundaries.co, xtheboundaries.co, to check out his uh, his latest music musings, as well as his upcoming podcast as well. Also, to my locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, UAB Mad Dog, Mike Jackson, For the Win, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you very much for being my supporters over on Locals. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every video and live stream, please check out the top link in the video description below where you can sign up to get access to not only vocal shoutouts, but also to giveaways of Blu-rays, 4Ks, and Blu-ray sets as well. Right now, I'm giving away things like Nobody on 4K. I just got a bunch of ones in last night. Shawshank Redemption on 4K last night in Soho on 4K. Some Steelbooks of the Godfather trilogy on 4K as well. Tons of stuff to do for giveaways, so check out, again, that top link to find out how to sign up to become a Keep at the Bifrost level or above to get access to that as well as things like the Chosen of Valhalla monthly member stream and also other goodies like the podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger, which we'll be recording our episode for this month in the next day or two. So be on the lookout for that if you are a member of the Army of Asgard level and above. Thank you all very much for your time and attention. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Have a wonderful rest of your December. And as always, God bless.